comes Hurst, he's got some fiddler on the pitch, they think it's all over. It is now, it's four. And Charlton. Heartbreak turns into sheer delight, orgasmic jubilation. Igago's ballistic disco, heavenly. If you doubted this wasn't destiny, believe it now. That's going to have to deal with that. Hasn't quite done so. Ibrahimovic, surely not. Oh! Now that is brilliant. Wow. That is truly exceptional. You've got somebody to talk about tonight. Well, Man United were the big losers last week with Swansea picking up the spoils at Old Trafford. Chelsea, on the other hand, had a right old team last week. They clicked very well. Fabregas, Costa, you name it, they got it. And the lads here on Bookie Insiders got it right. I'm Dave O'Grady and this is the Bookie Insiders podcast. I'm joined by the Mailman and C-Mac once again. Lads, you're very welcome. Mailman, it was quite an interesting start to the Premier League. A lot of tips we seem to get right, particularly your one regarding Everton and Leicester. How did you know that Leicester would put up the fight yeah first first games of the season are always tricky ones and uh, I, I guess a lot of people didn't know what to expect from from Leicester um, Everton also had a lot of injuries as well so it was um it was a good pick. It was indeed. Um, C-Mac, one of the games you didn't want to tip last week was Stoke against Aston Villa. But Aston Villa came away with the win there. They put, I suppose, past demons to bed. And this week, they're kicking off the weekend at home to Newcastle. It's going to be interesting. Newcastle lost out to Man City. But Newcastle have revigored themselves, like you kind of predicted, C-Mac, last week. But how do you see this one going? It's The bookies, it's kind of hard to call because we know what Aston Villa's home form is like. And it's not that good absolutely Dave yeah I mean last weekend Villa they were I mean away from home not many of us expected them to get the win considering you know their their form last season but I think they got lifted a lot from Roy Keane coming into the side and I mean you need someone stern like that in the dressing room to lift the side and I think that will help them a lot this season um, at home they're going to I'd say they're going to place a lot of emphasis on home victories this season any team that's you know looking to stay up or looking to secure a mid-table position needs to be winning their home games. So I mean, every home game this season is going to be vital for them. And against Newcastle, they're facing a team who really they should be both level pegging. I mean, they're both going to be fighting for that top ten position. So they both you know both will be out to to claim a scalp this weekend, if you will. Just looking back at previous meetings, Newcastle have won four of the last five meetings. So they've kind of dominated Villa over the recent seasons, Dave. Um Newcastle, we mentioned as well actually, they have signed some very good players. I mean, just looking at them last weekend, Cabela looked a, a very good player. He you know, very quick with his feet, very fast. He's one of those players that could catch any any defence on the attack. And then they've got the likes of Rivieri, Perez, and I'm not sure what De Jong's situation is now. I think he's still to come back from injury, but they've got some good players there. This weekend though, what I'll be looking at is best bet of this game will be both teams to score at five to six with Boyle Sports. I was expecting this to be a lot a lot shorter myself maybe four to seven four to six five to six is a great price i'd get on that before the weekend because i can see that drifting a small bit so both teams to score five to six with boiled sports and if i was to give a value pick here dave i'd probably be going newcastle to win and both teams to score at five to one i just think they have more to offer on the counter-attack and they 
you know, if the likes of Cabela and Rivieri and Perez all do play and all play to their best, I mean, they could easily catch Villa out at the back. Very good tips indeed. Newcastle win and both teams to score there or just the both teams to score with Boyles 5-6. to six. From a Villa point of view, we see there might be issues in the striking department this year. I know Benteke to come back from injury, but we've seen Vyman scored last week. And you get the indication from Paul Lambert that he could be a key player for Villa this year. And he might pick up a couple of goals if people are having a bet. You might uh, you might be well backing him to nick a goal in this one. Yeah, I mean, Vyman is a good player. I've said this last season as well. He's fast, he's nippy, and when you need a goal, he can get you a goal. But for me, he's kind of a Shane Long type player. You know, just lacks that consistency in front of goals. Lacks enough consistency to be called an out-and-out striker and, you know, a good, solid striker. But, I mean, if he can find a net once every second game or, you know, once every third game, I mean, he can really help Villa this season to secure a top-ten position. But I just think, for me, Newcastle kind of have the better team. I do think it'll be very evenly matched this weekend with Villa being the home team, but... It should make for a good view. It should indeed. You can get actually Vyman to score as a Villa fan at 15-2 to with Paddy Power to score first, I should say. Mailman, Chelsea got off their Premier League campaign away to Burnley and they really clicked Fabregas, pulling the strings ever so well. They're at home to Leicester now. Odds on favourites. Obviously, it's their first game at home in Stamford Bridge this season. They've got to win this one. Although Leicester, they have a bit of fight about them, but this is going to be a Chelsea runaway train. Yeah, the fact that uh, Chelsea are at home here as well is going to be massive. Um, looking at the last few um, games at Stamford Bridge, Chelsea have kept, uh, I think it's seven clean sheets in the last eight. Um, Leicester have it all in front of them. And I mean, like you were saying, with uh, the Fabregas is really tying this uh, this team together. So I know I go with this every single week almost, but um, I'm going to go again with Chelsea to win to nil at evens. I think it's a, it's a really good value bet. How about that, C-Mac? Chelsea to win to nil at evens. A good value bet. You can see Courtois keeping a clean sheet in this one. Chelsea don't let up too much at home and maybe uh, it would really be a shock if Leicester were to score. Yeah, myself and the mailman were just talking beforehand, Dave, the bets of the weekend of this round of Premier League games and Chelsea to win to nil at home looks a solid bet this season. I mean, Mourinho places a lot of emphasis on home victories and, you know, winning from the back. So, I mean, being ultra defensive, but as well as that, getting your your wingers up, up the field and creating chances as well. We've seen them last week. They were immense against Burnley. OK, they conceded an early goal. But, I mean, the likes of Fabregas, Diego Costa, all looked very, very sharp. And as well as that, I mean, their bench now, it's to be admired, you know. So I think this season at home, they're going to be a different a different egg. You can get, um, just looking at the stats even, Dave, Chelsea haven't been beaten or have only lost one of 28 home games. So they've won or, they've won or drawn 27 of their 28 home games. That's very impressive. So, yeah, Chelsea to win to nil, even money. Or else you can get Chelsea half-time, full-time at 8 to 11. They're just two of the bets I'd be looking at in this one. I'm pretty sure Chelsea are 92 on at the moment. So, I mean, there's no there's no value taking that. So, either Chelsea to win to nil or Chelsea half-time, full-time should um, earn you a few pounds this weekend. Indeed, they will. Chelsea to win to nil, evens, or if you want to go half-time, full-time, as C-Max says, 8 to 11. Chelsea, 9 to 2 on to win this one. The draw is 6 to 1 and Leicester, 17 to 1, which I don't think anybody... <laughs> it's, it's losing money. It's throwing money to the dogs, as Mailman would tell you. Sticking with London, C-Mac, and Crystal Palace are at home to West Ham Palace under, well, I won't say new man, 
management yet, but certainly under transition. Pulis gone. We see West Ham. Uh, it's kind of hard to judge. Missed penalties and all that malarkey. How do you see this one going? It should be a good bit of a belter. Maybe scrappy, but uh, a good game. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be a good game, Dave, now, to be honest. Um, I mean, Palace, Palace need to secure a manager. Um, so, I mean, they're kind of a team in transition as well as that. They've lost Jason Punchin, who, you know, I mean, who's got sent off the last day. Um, he's a key player for Palace. He was a key player last season. Looking at Just looking at the recent matchups here, Dave, five of the last six meetings between these two sides have had under two and a half goals. So going along in line with that, I'm looking at under two and a half goals. It's very short. It's four to seven with Bet Victor, but it does look the bet of this one. I've heard it being um, hollowed around a few, by a few people that if West Ham fail to win this, this weekend or if Palace even do beat them, it could be Sam Allardyce's last weekend in charge. He's under a lot of pressure at West Ham and they just seem to, you know, they're, they're underperforming for the players they have. I think a win here for West Ham is vital, but on the flip side, Palace at home, they'll be looking to prove a point. Managerless, but, you know, not for long. Another bet I'd be looking at here would be if he starts... West Ham's new man, Enner Valencia, to score any time. He's as big as 10 to 3 with Bet365. He looks a sharp player. We all see him in the World Cup with Colombia. He looks, you know, he's fast and he can score goals. He's only been um, transformed into a striker, I believe, in the last 12 or 18 months. I'm not really sure. I think he was a midfielder before that, but it's, it's kind of a great story. But, I mean, he was immense for Colombia in the World Cup. And I just think, I mean, if you can get on him to score any time at 10 to 3, it should be, it should be pretty good. Yeah, I think um, uh, C-Mac, what you meant was uh, Ecuador. Uh, or sorry, same colour jersey, so very easy to get confused. Yeah, um, I, I, I like West Ham as well on this one. Um, Crystal Palace, obviously, still without manager. Uh, club is in disarray. I, I think that they tried to sign Malky Mackay and uh, Vincent Tan got involved, and I don't know, something's going on there, so it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, so yeah, I like uh, I like West Ham uh, at two to one just for that reason that the um, the club is, is is still in such disarray um, and it's, it's it's good value. Palace have conceded as well two goals uh, at least two goals in the last four Premier League games, so I can definitely see West Ham scoring maybe one or two. Okay, some good prices there. Uh, you can also get under two point five for four to seven, which seems to be a bookie's odds on favourite. Valencia anytime ten to three for that match there. Now, I want to talk about Southampton, C-Mac, because you're a Liverpool fan and you probably would agree that Southampton might have gotten something out of that game last week. They were quite unlucky. Shane Long had a header that really should have gone in the back of the net. It didn't. They're at home for the first time in the Premier League. They're against West Brom and I think not many people are giving West Brom a chance in this one, but judging on last week's performance, can something be said for West Brom's chances? I'm not too sure, Dave. I mean, Southampton were very good last weekend against Liverpool and, you know, being very impartial, it was, it, they were unlucky not to get out of Anfield with a point, or if even three. You know, they, they played very well. They played a lot better than anyone expected them to play considering their, their team's been absolutely gutted this season. Um, you know, they're a quality side with quality players. So after signing some decent players like, you know, Pele, Shane Long, um, I mean, Schneiderlin looks like he's going to stay at this stage and we've seen what Nathaniel Klein can do from the back. I mean, that goal he scored was just, it was very good. I mean, there was no stopping that. Southampton, I think they've 
they've shown everyone everyone I, I heard a lot of people talking oh get on Southampton to be relegated get on them to finish in the bottom 10 blah 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 blah, blah. I think they've shown this weekend that they're still the same force they were last, last year I mean they may have lost some of their best players but they can still go out and do it when it matters and I mean I think a lot of emphasis will be placed on home victories for them as well West Brom I said at the start of the season West Brom looked like a team to be relegated this season I'm going to stick by that I mean they drew two all with Sunderland but I mean is that a great result at home against Sunderland I think that their games they need to be winning if they want to be in the Premier League next season so I mean for me I think Southampton should get the victory here they'd be very upset for not getting the victory last weekend and I'm surprised they're not a bit shorter they're 10 to 11 with Paddy Power currently so I'd be on that I'd be on Southampton to win at home 10 to 11 I mean you know West Brom I do think will go down they just they don't offer much for anyone so I think Southampton victory here is my only bet for that game Dave I have to completely agree with you there, uh, C-Mac. Um, a lot of people have um, undervalued Southampton this year. Um, West Brom, for me, they're going to go down as well. Um, looking at their last uh, the, their last few results in the Premier League, they've lost uh, their last three away games in the Premier League. And like you said, Southampton did prove a lot of people wrong um, against Sunderland or against Liverpool. Although they did lose, they they played very well. So I'll be taking uh, Southampton to win as well. Uh, worth worth knowing as well, Dave, that um, James Morrison and Lesko are both injured, um, so that they'll be missed as well. They will indeed. It's going to be a very interesting game. Uh, it just seems to go one way. Having listened to both of you guys, Southampton ten to eleven. They're the best price with Paddy Power when the Saints go marching on. Mailman Swansea, the kings of Old Trafford last week. United's woes continue. A lot of questions has to be said about bringing in players to Old Trafford, but let's not take away from Swansea's good performance there. They got the goals. It was their clear favourites to beat Burnley now. Hard to judge Burnley, Mailman, because we just seen them get kind of blitzed and Chelsea completely controlled that game. So it's hard to know what they have. Yeah, they did. They had a, a very tough first game. They came up against uh, the best team in the in the Premier League for me. Um, I think Swansea are a little bit undervalued in in this game, uh, pr- probably due to the the, the victory uh, at Old Trafford uh, last week. The bet that I'd be looking for, I'd say, it's hard to to call who's gonna what the result is going to be in this one. But for me, I like uh, both teams to score. Um, Swansea have only kept a clean sheet in one of their last six Premier League home games so both teams to score is available at, at 10 to 11 on that one and I also like Burnley plus one goal on this I think they're going to see this as an opportunity to pick up points you know be it a draw or a win uh, so you can get Burnley uh, plus one at 13 to 10 uh, I can't really see that lasting to be honest yeah, I'm going to have to agree and disagree with the mailman there, Dave. I mean, I do like both teams to score, but for me, the value bet in this one, 13-5, to 5, Swansea to win and both teams to score. Over 2-1 to one on that, I mean, that's that, that's a, a good bet in itself. Never mind throwing it into a multiple or a double or a treble or whatever. 13-5, to 5, Swansea to win and both teams to score. I mean, they're a team that has one of the best philosophies in the game. Pass the ball around, move the ball, get it up the front and, you know, through passing and moving you'll score goals they've got a big target man Wilford Boney who can score with his feet and with his head powerful man and then you've got players like Dyer Sigurdsson Routledge Key and Shelby all supporting in that midfield role and all getting forward when they want I mean they've got a great philosophy and I just think at home against Burnley they're really going to show them you know who's going to be sticking around and who's not. <laughs> right, you, you've already wrote West Brom off, C-Mac, and now you're writing Burnley off. We'll see what happens at, just, the, at the end. Just want to the, go, Dave. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Swansea, 
to win and both teams to score at 13 to 5 C-Max tip there. Burnley plus 1 at 13 to 10 by the mailman and also both teams to score on its own at 10 to 11. An interesting one there. We'll see if Swansea's philosophy shines through. Mailman Everton held by Leicester last week, but now this is their first home game of the season at Goodison Park. But they're taking on Arsenal, who got out of jail really late, I suppose it's it, it's fair to say. But nevertheless, they had Champions League midweek. Will that affect them? That's the questions that have to be asked. It's, it's hard to know how this one will go. It should be a good game, though. It's one I think a lot of Premier League fans are going to be looking forward to. Yeah, one of the games of the week, uh, for sure. Um, Arsenal were, were were lucky to get that result against Crystal Palace, and they were they were poor against Besiktas in the in the Champions League midweek. Uh, for that reason, um, I, I I don't want to pick a winner in this one. The one the the tip I'm going for here is going to be over two and a half goals. Arsenal ha- as well. They, they haven't won uh, two opening games since 2009, so. No, it's a, it's a difficult one to call, uh, but I think there will be goals. Yeah, absolutely. I have to agree with the mailman again. I, I do think it's going to be very difficult to call, but for me, I've had a look through the fixtures yesterday evening and one bet that really stood out with me all this weekend, we talk about value bets and good bets. The draw stood out to me in this game, Dave. I mean, Everton at home, Arsenal away. Arsenal were out in Euro- in Turkey midweek. You know, they have the long travel back. Everton will be primed for this but then again Arsenal do have the better squad what kind so of team are we going to expect from Arsenal C-Mac because there is questions on how quick before the World Cup winners will be back in yeah I mean I'm, it's it's hard to know Dave I do think I'm not sure is Marta Zacker injured uh, I'm not sure what's going on there but uh, I mean Chambers has been holding his own at the back mm. as well as the, as well as that I mean I do I think it'll be a very similar team we might see Flamini come into the starting lineup and we might see well we will definitely see Giroud come in for Sonogo Sonogo just offered nothing last week um so I mean apart from that I don't think he's going to change his side too much Flamini will offer a lot of stability around the middle of the field I mean he's he's an unsung hero of that team um and Everton as well I mean are Everton going to place too much faith in Lukaku this season? That's what I'm afraid of watching Everton. And as well as that, I just think um, I'm, I'm not. I'm by no way questioning Martinez's uh, tactics, but I just don't understand why he leaves Kevin Morales on the bench as much as he does. Kevin Morales for me is is a very very good player. I've always rated him highly. So I mean, for him to be sitting on that Everton bench, I just don't get it. But um, yeah, they're two evenly matched sides, and even though. In the, revert, in the same fixture last year Everton as most will remember Everton did beat Arsenal 3-0 in Goodison but um, just for me this weekend I think 5-2 to two on the draw is a massive price and I'm going to be taking a slice of that for sure A cracking price 5-2 to two a draw there Everton taking on Arsenal and as Mailman said you, another one would be also to look out for the two point f- over 2.5 goals in that one Looking at Sunday C-Mac and this is the to kick off Sunday morning this is the match or Sunday afternoon this is the match that you have your tip on not to back don't put it in your treble don't put it in your lucky 15 don't put it in your accumulator at all it's Hull taking on Stoke the most um, unpredictable game of them all Hull are 6-4 to four, Stoke are 23-10 to 10, and the draw is 41-18 to 18. Uh, it get, gives me the impression the bookies don't know which way this one's going to go either yeah I don't think any of the players know which way this one's going to go either Dave I mean yeah my nap of the weekend is to stay away from this game um, you know it's, just, it's it's one of those ones it's hard to call it really could go either way if Stoke defend like they can and attack with you know some flair they could easily win if Hull can come out and put on one of their great home displays they could win it's just 
I mean, nobody can really call this one. It is. I mean, unless you're, you know, you're a fan of either and you're going to lean one way or the other, it's it's going to be tough. I did big up Stoke a bit last week. I thought they would. Um, I thought they would beat Villa at home last weekend, but they lost 1-0, as we know. I also bigged up Steve Sidwell, who was left sitting on the bench for Stoke. I mean, yeah. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. It, Mark know. Hughes can be kind of kind of hard to predict, really, at the best of times, it's probably fair to say. Yeah, but I'm going to stand by my comments. I do think Steve Sidwell is a great player. Um, but, I mean, if you're not going to play him in your side, I don't know. Listen, when you have the likes of Glenn Whelan and Nzonzi starting ahead of him, it just, I don't. No, what uh, it doesn't make sense to me. But I mean, we may we may see him start this weekend. We may not. But it's a tough game to call. It could really, really go either way. I w- I did have a quick look at under two and a half goals. But I mean, I, I'm I'm sure that's nearly one to two now at this stage, Dave. So <laughs> it's it's a game I'll be avoiding. Stay away. See Max message message there, mailman. It is uh, the first part of the Super Sunday on Sky Sports. Will it, will it be one that you'll be uh, timing your alarm to wake you up for on your Sunday lie-in? No, I think I'm going to be busy at that time. Uh, I'm not going to have to miss that one. Um, like uh, C-Mac was saying, the, the lack of goals obviously uh, appeals, but um, the, the, the prices aren't really there. What might be a good option would be both teams to score no, um, which is which is better value than under two and a half. You can get that at eight to 11 with ball sports. That's best price. So it could nil, be worth a punt. Nil, nil all draw. Yeah, or one nil either way. Just to jump in there, Dave, sorry. I mean, considering it's odds on, you know, it's nearly one to two that there's under two and a half goals, I'd be saying if you were going to have a small bet, don't take any of that. Have a small fiver on over two and a half at six to four. <laughs> I mean, these are these are the type of games which we'll, you know, we'll talk so negatively about that the boys could go out and it could be a three-all draw. Exactly. Goals galore would be beautiful t- in t- that one. T- Take the value while it's there. Take it indeed. And mailman, London Derby. Ari is making the return to Spurs, but this time with his QPR team. A better QPR team, it's probably fair to say, than the last time he's played them. But nevertheless, Spurs will be hoping to improve on this season. They they had a lot have a lot to do, but they've got a new manager in with a philosophy that should suit the way they play. The Rods on favourites to win this at one to two. QPR are seven to one. Are you giving Ari's men and any kind of chance here? No, I'm not. Uh, I really, really dislike uh, QPR and, uh, and Harry Redknapp. Yeah. I, I don't think that they're that they're going to get a result uh, against Spurs. They've actually, I think, la- the last time they were in the Premier League, they performed very, very poorly against uh, London Bay sides. I think they only picked up 13 points in total the last time they were in the Premier League. So um, I, I think Spurs are just going to get better and better with uh, under Pochettino, and um, and the team should should gel a lot more uh, as they as the season progresses the tip that I'm going to go for here is uh, well obviously there's no value in Spurs just to win the game so I'm going to take Spurs minus one at six to five they have the potential in that team to uh, to put three or four past QPR in my opinion yeah I mean for me as well I think Spurs will win Pochettino's first home game of the season he's going to have the players ready for this one as well as that they're playing a weak side in respect to other Premier League teams so I mean, QPR, there's, there's no real platform or no, there's no real way for that QPR team to gel because there's constantly players coming and going and coming and going and they're signing, they're kind of just signing everyone really. But for me, I think Tottenham have had all that time to gel. They signed all their players last season, you know, and 
we we talked about it that the players at Tottenham didn't have time to gel. They should be, you know, they should all know each other well by now. We even see Lamella's getting starting in the squad now as well. So I mean, all these little things will add to Tottenham season, and I do predict a, a home win here easily enough. So I mean, minus one handicap. It, I haven't said that Tottenham don't score too many goals. So maybe what you should look for is something like half time, full time. You can get that at six to five, eleven to ten for Tottenham to win at half time and full time, but. I do see no more than a Tottenham win here. Are you predicting a big season for Spurs, C-Mac? As big as it can get, Dave. Spurs are not ready to challenge for top four. Okay. I mean, the best they can hope for is another Europa League spot, but do they want that? I don't think so. It's a clear path the, into the Champions League these days. That's their best but, bet. Yeah, but I mean, the Premier League now, we always say it, but I mean, it's so competitive. If you look at what the current standings after the first week... I, I'd be very, you know, I'd argue with anyone that I don't think that top four will change the way it sits right now at this current minute. Chelsea first, City second, Arsenal third, Liverpool fourth. After the first round of displays, I can't see that changing. But of course, you're going to have the likes of Everton, Spurs and United all challenging. So there's seven teams that are all vying for, you know, four Champions League qualification places. You could only argue that two, maybe three of them are guaranteed in Spurs, City and possibly Arsenal. So, I mean, it is going to be an ultra-competitive season. And then, I mean, if you do look at fourth spot, I and mean, you've got Liverpool, Spurs, Man United, and Everton fighting for that fourth spot, and you have to pick the best out of them, it's going to be very tough. I mean, we're going to need to wait at least nine or ten games into the season before you start making any judgments. But I don't think that Spurs squad is ready to be challenging for top four. If they do, they're going to have to play out of their skins. They're going to have to have a, sim- a season similar to what Liverpool had last year. But I just don't think they have the goal scorers for that. Yeah, probably not. Ari Houdini not to do a Houdini job on Spurs this week. You can get Spurs minus one at six to five, and as C Max says, the halftime full time at eleven to ten. Mailman, Man United have a tough one, a tough trip up to Sunderland this week. Man United fans will say this is a must win. What can Sunderland do? Can they inflict more misery on the Red Devils? They absolutely can. Um, looking at uh, the way Manchester United performed against Swansea. I, I really like the look of uh, Sunderland to, to take points uh, fr- from this game. You can get a 4-1 to one on, on Sunderland to win the game. Uh, but the, the value bet for this one would be uh, both teams to score at uh, a 4-5. to five. Uh, Sunderland have scored at least uh, once in 10 of their last 10 Premier League games. And looking at the way Man United were set up and the, the amount of injuries that that team has... I can definitely see Sunderland scoring and you're always going to fancy United to grab one. So both teams to score four to five. Yeah, I I do like that bet as well, Dave, I must say. But once again, I've gone with Man United to win and both teams to score. Van Gaal would have definitely gave uh, his players some of that hairdryer treatment after the game the last day. You know, they were shocking at home to Swansea. You can't be losing at home to Swansea, really. Is it refreshing Uh, that he actually mentioned that after the game? He said how unhappy he was. Maybe there's something different this year, whereas last year Moyes was kind of like, oh, well, my players played well. Um, It was unfortunate. Uh, A few uh, luck didn't go our way, but you could see Van Hal was clearly unhappy with what had gone on. Yeah, Van Hal's kind of his own man, isn't he? He doesn't, you know, he's not going to change for anyone. He's not going to act differently in front of media, no matter what country he's coaching in. He is his own person. He's very outspoken. He'll say what he thinks. He'll say what he feels. David Moyes is probably doing a bit too much of hiding behind the crest and hiding behind the club and things like that. So, I mean, Van Hal's definitely the right man for the job. And I've no doubt he did go out and grill his players. For me, 
I mean, they had Chris Smalling and Jones there at the back. Jones, Phil Jones, for the last season and a half, has been a solid defender in so much that he'll win ball in the air, he can pass it out and play it out at times, and he can put in some big crunching challenges. But for me, he's getting caught out way, way too much on positioning. I mean, it's like he doesn't know his position on the field. He's not in line with his other centre-back. He's he, he's running out and making stupid challenges when he should be staying in and holding his line. He re, It's like he doesn't have a football brain. You know, <laughs> he probably got he probably used to play rugby or something when he was younger and then transferred over because oh, he realised, you know, I, I don't know. But my point is, I mean, they need to start out their defence and, excuse me, until they do that, they could easily leak goals. But I do think um, Van Hal will have them pumped up this week. They need they need to win. I mean, there's no way Van Hal can start off with two losses in a row or a loss and a draw, especially when you're, you see your first two fixtures, Swansea and Sunderland. So, I mean, United to win on both teams to score is 13 to 5. And as well as that, you can get over two and a half goals at 20 to 23 with Boyle Sports. They're just two of the bets I'd be looking at for this game. But, I mean, I, I can't see Man United being beat again this weekend. Okay, both teams to score on its own is four to five. Man United to win and both teams to score is thirteen to five. And as C-Mac says, he can't see Man United losing this weekend or or failing to win. So the pressure is there. Ice would melt if United were to be held again. So maybe that is a safe bet. C-Mac Monday Night Football, the champions. It's your team is going to the champions. It was a real battle between the top two last year between Man City and Liverpool. They're playing each other this time round. Liverpool are away. They looked good at times and not so good at times in their last match. Man City, again... We haven't obviously seen the best of them in that first game. How do you call this one? You know, looking at the bookies, they have given Man, Man City the edge here. Uh, the draw is a pretty high price um, and Liverpool to win. They're, they don't really see a Liverpool win here, but how do you think it's going to go? Um, I, unfortunately for me, I do think Man City will get the win here. Um, Liverpool, Liverpool looked rusty last weekend. And I mean, you know, it was it was a much different Liverpool than the Liverpool we've seen in their Borussia Dortmund game, the last preseason game for them. Uh, I mean, preseason. Don't worry, I, I know it's nothing to go by, and it's, you know, it's all one. It can be all one-sided, considering I, I don't know if it was Borussia's first or second game of the season. But um, yeah, it's going to be very, very tough for Liverpool to try and get anything out of this game. We seen last Christmas when they were at their best, they went to Man- Manchester and lost two-one when they probably shouldn't have lost two-one. Um, but there's a lot to be said for City we did talk them down a bit at the start of the season they'd made no signings we were saying you know would they be the same force they were last season but it's clear to see they just they can turn it on when they have to players like yeah yeah David Silva Aguero they're all just the world class players I mean even for Aguero to come off the bench and, and get that last goal was just immense but looking at this game City at 5-6 to six, I'll definitely be taking some of that well not personally, but I'll be I'll be tipping some of that. I don't like backing against Liverpool or even backing Liverpool for that matter. But um, Liver- or Man City to win a five six is huge at home. If they go out this weekend and beat Liverpool two three one or one or two nil, you won't see them being five to six that uh, that often at home this season. Maybe if when Chelsea travel to Old Trafford, but that'll be it. Or travel to the Etihad. Sorry, not Old Trafford. Um, but uh, yeah. And as well as that, just looking at the last six fixtures between Liverpool and Man City, both teams have scored in all of them. Okay, so 2-2, 3-2, 2-1, 2-2, 2-2, 2-2. Goals. So a, goals, yeah. absolutely. And Boyle Sports, 
if anyone's a Boyle Sports customer out there, are still four to six on both teams to score. Everywhere else is shorter. Get on that. If you if you like to have a big bet on a, on a single, get on that, I'd say. Both teams scored four to six. And as well as that, I'm going back to the this old value gem of Man City to win and both teams to score is as big as 13 to five. They're that's, my bets, Dev. That's just what I was going to come in with. Both teams to score and Man City to win. Uh, Liverpool are involved. You're, you're always going to expect goals, especially with the likes of Di Michaelis still at the back for, for City. And uh, no doubt in my mind either that um, Man City will get the job done. So I think what, what you, it was 13 to five, wasn't it? Both teams to score and, and City to win. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. That's with Betway, I think. Yeah, everybody else is a lot shorter. Uh, I'd imagine as well that that one will come down come Saturday. Yeah, I'd imagine it'll be closer two to one, nine to four come the weekend. But I mean, it does look. I mean, these winning both teams to score bets are very, very hard to get up. I mean, especially when you you look at some teams and some fixtures, and you think, oh yeah, both teams are going to score, and such a team's going to win. But for this game, I mean, twelve to five on that is pretty huge. I would have thought seven to four, maybe six to four. But then again, City's price is huge at five to six, so it makes for an interesting game, and no better place to have it than Monday night football. Yeah, yeah. Monday night football, the way to go. Man City to win five to six, but you can get both teams to score at four to six, a good price there, and you get a great price of thirteen to five. Man City to win and both teams to score, so that seems to be the most safest combination of a team to win and both teams to score we've had in a long time. Well, I'm afraid we're out of time here on the bookie insiders podcast if you want to follow us on twitter just check out at bookie insiders and log on to bookieinsiders.org for the best value tips in premier league european football and around the world football for myself dave o'grady i hope you have a very profitable weekend and we'll do it all again next week take care are you the type of punter that gives money to the bookmakers week in week out always chasing the big win by putting on brainless accumulators lucky 15s or scorecasts well here on bookie insiders we assure you that will change we've already made our current long-term members over 5,000 pounds in profits our philosophy is simple we put in a lot of research and analysis but most importantly we remain disciplined through winning and losing streaks we bet only on singles and we keep our stakes at a flat rate of 50 pounds per bet remember it's easy to make money from betting if you do it right Become a pro member today and start earning cash doing what you love. Visit bookieinsiders.com.